T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. The Todd Feinberg Show, live from the NJ Diet Studios on WTIC News Talk 1080. That just sounds so lame. Are you sure that's from actual Beatles tracks? This is from their official YouTube page, yes. Oh, my. I, I, I don't feel want like some... lyrics over your... Like, no, no, no then... but the music, yeah. you know, it doesn't have the energy and the rawness that... It just feels like somebody messed with it to try to make it worse. I feel like the conspiracy <laughs> has spread now to Beatles music. They're trying to suck all the life out of everything. You're going to like this, Anthony, because uh, you like Bill Maher. Let me ask you what you think is going to happen in 2024. You think Trump's going to run, right? I would I'd be shocked if he doesn't. I would be shocked, too. Is he going to get the nomination, or is maybe your boy here, DeSantis, going to fight him? I mean, the, the big problem for the Republicans is is going to be whether anybody runs against him because he's a giant wrecking ball. And, and if you run against Trump, you run the risk that he wrecks you so hard in the primary that you have no chance in the general. Anybody dispute that? What do you think about that analysis? That's pretty uh, pretty vivid stuff. That is the that is the the big question. So what do you think will happen? I think that if he runs, it's going to clear the field. Right. So. Wait, so DeSantis doesn't run because Trump does? Everything he's doing is just to get ready in case? So he clears the field in advance? I don't buy that. That's hard to imagine, isn't it? I don't get it. So I, I could see that Trump could actually win that election easily, especially if, if the Democrats keep doing the stuff they are doing to piss people off, like in schools. Now, this is great. This is the best thing. This is why I wanted to share this cut. You ready? In schools, when you have my kid coming home from school and saying, Mommy, am I a racist? You're five. You just learned the word. That's what I worry about with the Democrats. What do you tell your kid when they come home and ask, Mommy, am I a racist? Oh, yes, honey. But that's a good thing. Don't worry about it. What exactly are they doing, these people? So weird. It's so refreshing to hear Mar and someone like Shapiro talk like that. And I, I'm i not the biggest fan of Shapiro, but the fact they could even have that conversation, it's like you can't, you won't find that on any TV channel. No. And it doesn't matter, or radio station even. 
No, because who could get, you know, I, I assume, I, I never listen to Ben Shapiro's show, so I don't know what he does in terms of having guests on like that, so maybe you could hear it where Ben he Shapiro does, is He does at times, it's just not always like that. But uh, the thing you don't like about Ben Shapiro is just his delivery, right? He talks too fast, and it's too staccato and rushed Hypothetically. And yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's so, but I don't know. The content of what he says is wonderful. Is it not? Yeah, I would say for the most part. Except that you can't gather it always. Listen again. This is Bill Maher, Ben Shapiro. Let me ask you what you think is going to happen in 2024. You think... Because I want to know if you agree with this analysis. 860-522-9842. Trump's going to run, right? I would I'd assume. be shocked if he doesn't. I would be shocked, too. Is he going to get the nomination, or is maybe your boy here, DeSantis, going to fight him? I mean, the big problem for the Republicans is is going to be whether anybody runs against him because he's a giant wrecking ball. And, and if you run against Trump, you run the risk that he wrecks you so hard in the primary that you have no chance in the general. That is the that is the the big question. Trump is a wrecking ball. Think about all those Republicans who ran against him. Jeb Bush is the most um, memorable, I think. Because he was the front runner and he had raised the ungodly amounts of money. And he was he was supposed to be the king of that whole thing. And Trump destroyed him like nothing, like with a pencil. So what do you think will happen? I think that if he runs, it's going to clear the field. Right. So I, I could see that Trump could actually win that election easily, especially if, if the Democrats keep doing the stuff they are doing to piss people off, like in schools. When you have my kid coming home from school and saying, Mommy, am I a racist? You're five. You just learned the word. That's what I worry about with the Democrats. So there's different topics here. I love them all. I like the analysis of Trump clearing the field. Everybody else just gets out because they don't want to be tainted by the characterizations of and the caricatures of, of themselves created by Donald Trump. His ability to diminish an opponent. This is what makes me laugh about people who think he's not a smart guy. He's a really smart guy, Trump. And his ability to get to the essence of those kinds of marketing issues is, is a fascinating thing. But there's other stuff, too. There's the, the thing about the school. What, how vulnerable are Democrats on a national basis? What is going to happen to them for the things they're doing to destroy the the uh, norms, cultural norms of America. 860-522-9842. Kim and Cromwell. Hi, Kim. Yes, I would say I, I prefer DeSantis. And the reason why is, and I know some of the Republicans can't get unstuck from this, is remember, you've got to get to at least 51%. And still, we still have at least 50% of the population that despises Donald Trump, and that they're likely to get geared up again. And so it's, it's like, I mean, you have no room for error here. And I think it's better to go with somebody who really is showing leadership and demonstrating he's moving. He doesn't have all this baggage that Trump has, so he may appeal to some of the other people. Um, there, Otherwise, we risk replaying that same playbook of cheating again and then if we lose that increases the odds that you will get more of this social engineering 
placed into society institutions and more of the Green New Deal. You know, you get more lifespan. More bad that. stuff. And that is very dangerous. People have to understand that the government wants to take away your vehicles, and they don't want you to have an oil or natural gas furnace. Read that. Yeah, good point, Kim. Thank you for that. 860-522-9842. A defensive thought from Kim. DeSantis has crafted himself to have the edge in his communication style that Donald Trump has without having the pitfalls that Donald Trump has, being the magnet for the intense kind of uh, opposition that, that Trump generates. Does that, does that have any appeal for anybody? 860-522-9842. Nick in Farmington, hi. Hey, uh, I had a thought on this whole thing. First of all, that uh, Trump is still allowed four more years if he wants to run. Mm-hmm. So let's set that aside and save it. And then possibly put DeSantis in as president and have Trump as a consigliere. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's an interesting idea because a lot of people say it should be Trump and DeSantis as the VP, and Trump gets to do another term, and then DeSantis takes over for eight years, as if all these things are arrangeable in advance and controllable. But uh, I like that you've reversed it. This was a thing that I saw an interview with uh, Barack Obama saying he wished that he could have somebody out in front where he could be the mouthpiece behind the lines telling them what to do. Imagine that. Imagine having. Imagine paying any attention if Barack Obama is telling you what to do. Yeah, it's the it's the theory of the Sopranos. Yes, exactly. That's what, that's what uh, Tony Soprano did with his uncle. Put his uncle out in front to take the fire, and he stood in the back and ran the mob. <laughs> Nick, thank you so much for that analogy. I like it very much. Oh, that's a, that, this is a wonderful um, this is a wonderful angle on the whole thing. Eight six zero five two two nine eight four two. More coming up. WTIC. Listen to the podcast on WTIC.com slash podcast. Yes, it's WTIC. We are collecting reactions to this. Let me ask you what you think is going to happen in 2024. You think Trump's going to run, right? I'd be shocked if he doesn't. I would be shocked, too. Is he going to get the nomination, or is maybe your boy here, DeSantis, going to fight him? And the, the big problem for the Republicans is is going to be whether anybody runs against him, because he's a giant wrecking ball. And, and if you run against Trump, you run the risk that he wrecks you so hard in the primary that you have no chance in the general. That is the, that is the, the big question. What do you think? True or false? What's your reaction to that? Brandon in Winstead, hi. Hey, Todd, how you doing? Thank you for the call. I, think that, yeah. I think that if DeSantis decides to run... Trump walks away. Because? I think, that they, I think that they share the same values of America, that that's what Trump is looking for. If Trump can find somebody that is younger than him, mm-hmm. that, that shares the same vision of the country that he has, he will put all of his money behind that candidate. But if there's no one out there, 
that puts their hat in the race, then he will run. Can you provide any evidence of that? Because my take is 180 degrees from that. I can't imagine Trump wanting anybody to hold any position in front of him. I'm sorry, say that again? I can't imagine Trump thinking that in any position you can imagine that anyone else besides him is the best person for the job. I think at the end of the day... Trump loves this country first, and I don't think that power is what he's looking for. I think that his best interest, no matter the mean tweets or everything that he said, I think that his best interest is what is best for this country. So if Ron DeSantis chose to run, I think that Trump would step aside. But do you, uh, is there a particular event that would reveal this kind of putting himself second that you're that you're suggesting as being an attribute? I just don't recall having seen him do anything like this. I just, uh, look look at everything DeSantis has done in Florida. I mean, I, I think that Trump and DeSantis are almost the exact same without the mean tweets. But isn't that because that's how DeSantis has crafted himself? Yes, which he's more appealing to people than Trump is. Yes. To, you, know, you know what I mean? He, Trump's not appealing to people. Yeah, well, he, he rubs a lot of people the wrong way, that's for sure. Thank you, Brandon. Good to hear from you. 860-522-9842. I cannot see that take on Donald Trump. I think he is ruthlessly and egotistically committed to the idea of himself being front and center. And I think anybody and everybody running for president is that way. David and Vernon, hi. Good afternoon. I'm uh, always perplexed when people start talking about the presidency at this point in the, in the midterms because it's fruitless. For example, if Trump has any uh, uh, health issues, be it a, mm-hmm. a heart attack or a stroke or something, people are going to say, well, we can't vote for him. He's too old. And if Biden has any problems between now and then or if his problems get worse, everybody's going to be like, wow, then we, we definitely got to go for somebody younger. But more importantly, think of two other aspects. One Barack Obama came out of nowhere during his first election or during that campaign. Nobody had even heard of him outside of Chicago prior to that. And then, two, what about the people that are well-known and all of a sudden a skeleton comes out of the closet and all of a sudden that they disappear? So it's way too early to be talking about this. I totally disagree. I understand the points you're making, and they're valid points, but they hold no weight because those kinds of things could, in my mind, could happen 10 minutes before the election. You know, sure. Joe Biden was uh, too old to be president when he ran for president. He could have dropped dead or had some kind of crisis. He could have had that thing happen with him on a bicycle while he was campaigning, and that would have been the end of his campaign. <laughs> you know, that, but but it's such a powerful office, and these guys are not just running full time. The campaign is not just always going on, but it's perpetual in their lives they're they're some of them are planning 20 30 40 years to make a run for the white house so i i think we can always be talking about it okay but anything else you want to say well all i'm saying is i think the media is the one who creates the sensation most normal everyday joe they don't think about it well that's true but it's a mistake i believe to leave it out thank you david for the call because this is always going on and by the way barack obama didn't surface as a national figure really before the campaign but he was certainly known he he was a he was a u.s senator 
And that race got a lot of coverage in Chicago and in Illinois because remember there was a there was a black conservative who was running against him. Uh, Barack Obama gave a speech at the Democratic Convention in 2004. You, you could tell they were prepping him for for that kind of run. Let's go to Unionville. Don, hi. Hi, Todd. Thanks for taking my call. I appreciate it. Thank you. I just want to say I just want to say to you out there what, what I feel. I really feel. I don't believe the Republicans are going to take a chance of losing Florida by letting DeSantis run. I love the guy. He's great. But Trump is phenomenal, and he's, he has the backing of the, a lot of people. We're talking, what, 80 to 85 million people? DeSantis is not going to have enough time to build that kind of clientele. That's just, that's just my thought on it. How would DeSantis, his strength is that he's governor of Florida, because as governor of Florida, that gives you the number two largest state in the country already in the bag. Right, but you're... But I'm sorry, Don. We're, start start that thought over again. We're losing you to a little crack-up. Try it again. All right, do you hear me now? Go ahead, quick. Okay, we're, you're opening the door that way of, of, uh, of making Florida vulnerable. It's, it's, it's right on the edge as it is now. Right now, a lot of people love DeSantis. They're not going to want to see him go. Sure, but the flip side is... If Donald Trump runs for president again, they're trying to put him in prison, the Democrats. And they've been spending years building up the arguments for it. And they're working on it right now, using national TV as a weapon against him. All of a sudden, you'd have DeSantis a breath of fresh air, would you not? Thank you, sir, for the call. Armand Avon. Hello, Armand. God, I'll make it quick. So I agree with your previous caller, Brandon. And why I'm making that statement, you need to go back and watch the interview uh, between Oprah and Donald Trump. Mm -hmm. And the statement he made, he had no inclination to ever want to be president. But he Wait, when are you talking about? Which interview? It was years ago. It was the first interview he did when he put out his business with his book, Art of the Deal. Okay. And he basically stated what his life was like. He had everything anyone could ever want. But he felt if the country needed him, he would run. So, yes, he has a huge ego. But I truly believe he has a patriotic vein going through him. And you think just because he told that to Oprah that it must be true? I think he believes it. I don't think he just said it. I think he believes it because if you look at the statements he made to reinforce, mm -hmm. he felt everybody was taking advantage of America based on the tariffs and how they constructed business and um, manipulate their monetary systems. And also, I think how the government manipulated uh, the housing boom, because he's in the real estate market. He saw what criminals uh, existed in Washington, and he was going after them. Well, I believe that that is true, that part of what motivates Donald Trump and and uh, informs his his lust for power and his his desire to do battle with them is that he he knows the criminal behavior they're engaged in, and he knows what liars and cheaters those in power are, and he figures if they can do it, I can do it better. But I don't know that that automatically refl reflects a, a noble purpose, and I think you're that th there's something. Uh, that's that's avoiding the logic of the situation to to just jump to that makes him noble in his intent instead of lusting for power like everybody else. Let's talk more about it after news on WTIC. 
T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Talking about Donald Trump. So, do you think Trump's a a ruthless pursuer of power? Which I, I don't view as being a, a criticism necessarily. I think it's just a reality that we have to accept about anybody who's making the sacrifice. Joe Biden, for example ran for president several times over the past 40 years, uh, plagiarized twice in his pursuit, and really just spent his whole life trying to figure out how to advance himself politically. It requires that kind of sacrifice most of the time. Not, Not hardly ever does somebody run as a lark without having prepared for it for a long time. Although we've had two recently. And I, you know, it wasn't a lark for Trump, but it was something that Trump was watching, it seems to me, over decades. Trying to wait for the right time and bringing his fame to a certain level. And I think once he, once he saw that he already had huge name recognition, which is what most of the money gets spent on in a presidential race, is for the American people to get a narrative launched into their heads about who this person is and for them to become second nature and for the bad things about them, like Hillary Clinton say, to be corrected in some way or circumvented through new narratives. Anyway, Donald Trump was watching this for a long time, and I think once he had the hit show The Apprentice, then he saw realistically that if you're famous, you're a frontrunner, for the presidency if you play your cards right well it's insight into power right there too once you're on tv especially then that was like pre-social media it was i mean that's where people wanted to be and i think uh you know i guess people especially rich people you don't necessarily put power and politics together but i think eventually a lot of them kind of do 
and that's where they move toward eventually. Well, well, because power and politics are the same thing. Yeah. They're power. Everything that it's like when Bernie is yelling at the millionaires and the billionaires, what he's doing is he's he it's one side of the power structure or one slice of the wheel yelling against the other slice of the wheel. Everything bad that we've done is their fault. It's them over there. Yeah, the powerful know how to play power. They do. And if you're famous, you're a front runner. I'm I'm not saying this cuz I think it makes Trump a bad person to be ambitious. I just find it hard to look at him and say that he would ever. I can't imagine Donald Trump ever saying, oh, let me step back and let somebody else run. I just think there's levels to it, you know. There's rich people who become content and they are fine with being rich. But then once rich people become famous, I think then it kind of leads itself to getting involved politically and looking for more. And, you know, I think a lot of people don't necessarily realize that. It's all kind of intertwined in a way. And after being around it, how could you not want more? Um, and I think what you're saying is true. It doesn't. It, we all have to support someone, but it's not necessarily bad if someone's looking for power. But it usually is, I guess, historically. Well, they're they're usually they're usually getting you to lean in on falsehoods in order that you can believe in them. And I don't think we should believe in anybody who is running for serious power, governor or president. Don't turn your trust over on a belief level. View them as, through cynical eyes. So can you play that cut for us, Anthony, that you said you emailed to me? I didn't have a chance to uh, pull it up on my computer. But if you could, pull, if you could play it, that'd be good. You took out a full-page ad in uh, major U.S. newspapers uh, last year criticizing U.S. foreign policy. What would you do differently, Donald? I'd make our allies, forgetting about the enemies, the enemies you can't talk to so easily, I'd make our allies pay their fair share. We're a debtor nation. Something's going to happen over the next number of years with this country because you can't keep going on losing $200 billion, and yet we, we let Japan come in and dump everything right into our markets. and everything. It's not free trade. If you ever go to Japan right now and try to sell something, forget about it, Oprah. Just forget about it. It's almost impossible. They don't have laws against it. They just make it impossible. They come over here. They sell their cars, their VCRs. They knock the hell out of our companies. And, hey, I have tremendous respect for the Japanese people. I mean, you can respect somebody that's beating the hell out of you, but they are beating the hell out of this country. Kuwait, they live like kings. The poorest person in Kuwait, they live like kings. And yet they're not paying. We make it possible for them to sell their oil. Why aren't they paying us 25% of what they're making? It's a joke. This, this sounds like All right, that's political presidential talk to me. But that's I, him. That is political presidential talk. It is Donald Trump. Back to what Anthony and I were just talking about. It is, it is Donald Trump floating the idea in a very benign, noncommittal way, but promoting the idea 30 years ago of him running for president. 35 years ago, I guess, when his book came out. Just putting it out there. Because if you're big enough to have a best-selling book and be a guest on Oprah, even before he had The Apprentice, long before he had The Apprentice, that's that shows he's got the clout. And he was sniffing around this power for a long time, I think, thinking about the White House and when would be the right moment. He found the right moment. But he acts like he wouldn't ever really run here when he answers to her. It's sure. Like, you know. I don't think so. Yeah. But he said, I don't think so. He didn't say, no, I would never run. 
Because well, I guess why would he, you say that? He just makes it far-fetched, but yeah. Sure, but that sounds like, you know, if you're taking them at face value. I know, I, I'm very cynical on power. I don't take at face value Well, I guess more people need to question says. it. As, uh, well, as that's how I look at yeah. it. Because it's, you know, you look at, just look at Ned Lamont and the lies. It's not even the lies he tells. It's the lack of relevance that anything true has to him in the way he presents himself. He doesn't believe in truth. It is not part of his repertoire. And that's what worked for him. That's why he was able, he, if you have no conscience and you just believe that you should be the guy who's in front of the cameras and you should be the guy who has the fancy title, and you want it for yourself, and you're used to being able to buy whatever you want. So you spend $15 million for each campaign you run. You run three campaigns. You finally got one. You say, oh, it only cost me $45 million. And now I get to be governor. Isn't this great? And then everybody's fawning over you, and all of the media writes everything as if because you said it, it has validity. And then you understand what a scam this is and how easy it is to take advantage of people. The other question about Trump, by the way, is that he's, um, he's being accused of committing crimes. And the next question I wanted to ask you on Trump is, if he committed a crime, should he be charged, tried, and if convicted, put into prison? What's your feeling about that? 860-522-9842. We're talking Donald Trump, I guess. Adam East Hartford. Hi, Adam. Todd, good afternoon. I was listening to an old clip on YouTube in 2017 of uh, Michael Savage and Matt Drudge talking to each other on the air about Trump, and they were trying to save that young presidency. And Drudge was saying that he wished Trump would cut down a lot of that tweeting. Just go to work. Just get it done, he was saying. And I'm thinking that with Trump, when he says... MSNBC, not that we like them, but they were laughing at Trump because he, he said, suburban women, will you please like me? And all that that went on. I, I just can't see that guy running. What about that would make you not see him running? Well, he's begging for um, women to like him. Um, he can't stop tweeting. He, he doesn't listen to his handlers. I'm a conservative, but he won't listen to his handlers. Well, because he's smarter than them. And because he's impetuous and he doesn't listen to anybody. But but he did get himself elected by being on Twitter all the time. Like, that's how he got rid of the other 15 people. Like, when he, when he was in that debate, he could have had Biden, like you wouldn't believe many of the uh, conservatives and analysts were saying, but he, he couldn't control the tongue. and his, his handlers told him what to do at that debate, you know? Yes, but he miscalculated. You know, these are difficult things to, to do a live TV show and to understand the calibration of your own intensity and how other people are reading what you're presenting. Because you, when you're standing up there on the stage with the lights on you and all the pressure and all the practice and all the advice, it's easy to have an idea for what you're going to do and think you're doing it, and then go back and watch it afterwards and say, oh, I'm such an idiot, I totally blew it. But there's no way to know that while you're up on the stage. Yeah, evidence is overwhelming, but you have Thank you, Adam, thank you for the call. I'm sorry we're losing your signal, but I appreciate hearing from you.
Now, back to the Todd Feinberg Show, live from the NJ Diet Studios on WTIC News Talk 1080. If you think about Donald Trump as an historical figure, isn't he, isn't he the most amazing, fascinating figure of power who, who has emerged since the founding of the United States of America? I mean, I can't believe this guy. He's such a, he's just a, a force of nature that is uncontrolled and uncontrollable. And his desire for power, somebody called earlier and said they thought that Donald Trump would do anything to save America. And I would say, parenthetically, as long as he's in charge. That's the nature of the ego that leads people to run for office. That's my feeling. What's yours? 860-522-9842. And here's the cut that triggered, that triggered the uh, conversation before we get back to calls. Let me ask you what you think is going to happen in 2024. You think Trump's going to run, right? I would I'd be shocked if he doesn't. I would be shocked, too. Is he going to get the nomination, or is maybe your boy here, DeSantis, going to fight him? I mean, the big problem for the Republicans is is going to be whether anybody runs against him because he's a giant wrecking ball. And, and if you run against Trump, you run the risk that he wrecks you so hard in the primary that you have no chance in the general. That is the that is the the big question. Your reaction, please, to all of this eight six zero five two two nine eight four two. Call the rant line eight six zero seven five one forty six ninety eight. Lewis West Hartford, hi. Hi, Todd. Uh, how am I coming in? I'll tell you. You can just run, you know, when you call in, just go when I say hi. And then if there's a problem, I'll let you know. All right. Um, <laughs> so what I wanted to mention is uh, it's a little touchy when um, when talking about prosecuting former presidents for political misdeeds or uh, crimes. Um, so I don't know if you remember, but when... Obama was president and he was asked about George W. Bush and, um, you know, potential war crimes and torture. He said, we look forward, not backward. And I was mad at the time when he said that. But the issue is in a lot of like third world countries, what will happen is that the, the new administration will prosecute the previous administration and creates this disincentive to leave office when it's, your time is up because, you know, your enemies are going to go after you for mm-hmm. everything and anything. Yes, it also creates a a messed up situation where all of the energies of the society are focused on, as Obama said in that line, uh, we look forward, not past. And nobody wants to have fights over what happened. They want to have fights over what's going to happen. Exactly. So with regard to Trump, what's interesting is that Democrats fear him so much that they are thinking of spending political power further beyond beyond his presidency they're doing it into biden's presidency but they're thinking of moving forward continuing through biden's presidency of trying to destroy trump once and for all what is motivating them to do that am i Am I still on the line? Yeah, yeah. They're, because okay, I am. So you're, because oh, so you're they're violating their, that rule that you talked about, that Obama said. Yeah, I mean, obviously, I think a lot of it, some of it, I think they genuinely believe he did wrong things wrong and he should be punished. But I think a lot of it's just they're afraid of him and they want to get him for this, that, and the other thing. Now, if he committed armed robbery and there's a video of him doing that, that's a whole other story. 
but I don't know about I don't know about white collar crime. You don't want presidents committing crimes, but at the same time, so yeah, I think there's a lot of like the, the fact that January 6th is getting so much attention. I don't think people actually care about it when you ask them. Yes, they've pumped it all up. No, no doubt about it, and they've used it as a chance to be rid of him once and for all. Lewis, thank you for the call. Good to hear from you. Eight six zero five two two nine eight four two. I believe the reason the Democrats want to destroy him is because they see him as the most potent political force there is. And because they know that he's more ruthless than they are, that he's more he's a, a tougher fighter than they are, and that he understands all of their crimes on some level. I think the reason they're running around accusing him of criminal activity all the time is because they're guilty of criminal activity all the time, that this is the nature of power. Because whatever they're accusing each other of doing generally in the, in the world of high-level politics, in my experience, as they point fingers, they're pointing fingers about things that they have done. They are placing blame out of, uh, what do they call it in psychology? Transference. You accuse the other person of doing what you have done. And in, in psychology, you're, you're not aware of your own guilt as you point at the other people. But I think there's a fear of, there's a fear of being busted that drives people in politics to be pointing the finger and the and the best defense is a good offense that's what i think is going on with trump your feelings please 860-522-9842 what do you think donald trump is he gonna run again and if he runs again does he clear the field T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.